everyone, welcome to Poetry Sets. I'm Alice. This week's poem is one that I've been saving up. I thought if I can get to episode 10, then I'm going to talk about Three Pages by Ted Berrigan, which is one of my favourite poems, but one that I feel a little bit nervous to talk about because it's not entirely straightforward. It's quite confusing. It knocks you off balance, this poem. I'm also nervous to talk about it because I'm no expert in the school of poetry that it's from. It's the New York School of Poets, and Ted Berrigan was part of the second generation of New York School Poets. So I'm feeling a tiny bit like I've bitten off more than I can chew, but I'm going to go for it, not only because I love the poem, but also because people who I've spoken to about poetry over the years tend to respond to the subject with one phrase, which is, I don't know anything about poetry. And they sort of say this in a panicked way, as if they're about to be given a quiz, which is interesting because I don't think we apply that same level of scrutiny to our interpretations of visual art, for example. There's something about poetry where we feel desperately like we have to have the right answer, and if we don't have the right answer, and if we make the wrong interpretation, the poetry police are going to come, we're going to get some kind of fine, and no one will ever respect us again. So I'm going to offer my interpretation of three pages today and prove to you that there are no poetry police and uh, I'll live to record another podcast, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so here goes, three pages by Ted Berrigan. It's dedicated to Jack Collum. Ten things I do every day. Play poker, drink beer, smoke pot, jack off, curse. By the waters of Manhattan. Flower. Positive and negative. Go home. Read lunch poems. Hunker down. Changes. Life goes by quite merrily. Blue. No help wanted. Hunting for the whale. And if the weather plays me fair, I'm happy every day. The white that dries clear. The heart attack. The Congressional Medal of Honor. A house in the country. Not enough. So this poem, Three Pages, I feel, is sort of a summing up of an artistic life. But it's not a traditional kind of summing up. The traditional summing up of Ted Berrigan's life, according to Wikipedia, goes something like, Berrigan was born in Providence, Rhode Island, on November 15, 1934, After high school, he spent a year at Providence College before joining the U.S. Army. If you're still paying attention, congratulations. Goes on to say, Berrigan married Sandy Berrigan, also a poet, and then they had two children. His second wife, the poet Alice Alice Notley, um, was active in the Chicago poetry scene. See, I can barely concentrate on it long enough to read it to you. It's so boring. Um, But three pages, on the other hand, there's nothing boring about this. This is... As I said at the start, it's it's quite confusing and it definitely knocks you off balance, but you're not bored. You're very much engaged in trying to figure out this sort of puzzle. And I, I thought as I was reading it, it's almost like you're flipping through a photo album of somebody's entire life. You're kind of going through these images and they build and build until you have not necessarily a narrative, but a clear picture of what their life looks like. So let's go through from the start and see 
if we can pick apart what Berrigan is doing here. So it starts off 10 things I do every day and then the listing comes. Play poker, drink beer, smoke pot, jack off, curse. So you've got five things the speaker does every day. Um, fairly standard, straightforward things, nothing literary or amazing about them. But then it shoots off in another direction. And in all caps, you've got the phrase, by the waters of Manhattan. So that's not something you can do, but it is a place. It does ground the poem in a locality, I suppose. After that, you've got the word flower, which is just kind of floating there in space. I suppose it could be a verb, something that the speaker does every day, but I don't know, it's a bit kind of borderline, really. And then the next stanza, positive and negative, I think is kind of the hinge of the entire poem. It kind of tells you that in this poem, there there is sort of two sides and they're pulling away from each other. And we're going to keep going to one side and then going to the other. But that said, I don't think the poem is about balance at all. I think it's about discord and and remaining off balance. So from positive and negative, we've got go home, read lunch poems. And when Berrigan reads this, and I'll link to his reading from the website, he actually makes those really distinct pauses between those three words. And there are um, quite wide spaces between them on the page as well. So if you read them all together, read lunch poems, you might start to think, oh, maybe he's talking about Frank O'Hara's book, Lunch Poems. And maybe what he means is I go home, I sit down and read Frank's book. And you might also think that because being a New York school poet, Ted Berrigan had a relationship with Frank O'Hara. I think Frank O'Hara might have read some of Berrigan's poetry or potentially they just sat around playing poker. But he, so he gives you this dual way to read that line, read lunch poems by making that pause there. So we're already quite far off track from 10 things I do every day. There's either more or less than 10 things going on here. So forget about the original intent in that first line. We've gone to an entirely different place. The next section, again, we've got this pulling between approaches. Hunker down on the one hand, changes on the other hand. So are they, is the speaker hunkering down or are they managing and going through some kind of change? Then life goes by quite merrily, followed by the word blue in italics. So is it merry or is it blue? And then that's followed by the phrase in all caps, no help wanted. And this is the point in the poem where I think a bit of reality starts to seep in. There's, there's the playing poker and there's the drinking beer, but there's also potentially a job hunt going on in the background. Maybe it's not the speaker's job hunt. Maybe this is a comment on the state of the employment market at the time. But um, no help wanted suggests that the job hunt isn't going very well. And that's added to by the next phrase, hunting for the whale. But then from there, there's this quote, and if the weather plays me fair, I'm happy every day. So again, back to this sort of maybe sense of positivity, sense of everything's okay, just going along in a fairly relaxed, straightforward sort of way. 
But in the last stanza, I think you have these these opposing forces really really coming together to form quite a, I suppose, a disturbing image. The white that dries clear, the heart attack, the Congressional Medal of Honor, a house in the country. So the first two lines, something's going quite wrong with the body. And then the Congressional Medal of Honor and the house in the country are these two standards of attainment, I suppose, especially in, a, in an American sense. But that's, but that's followed by this phrase, not enough in all caps so it's as if the poem is saying we have all these things we have this way to live which is very relaxed and day-to-day playing poker drinking beer and then we have these standards that perhaps we're meant to reach the congressional medal of honor the house in the country but there's something beyond all that we have to go beyond all those things because they're not enough so i think this is a much better way to sum up what the life of a writer or an artist looks like than to say that you know they were born they were educated they had a job and some major relationships it's interesting that Alice Notley Berrigan's second wife said that Ted Berrigan believed that poetry was worthy of all one's attention and a poet shouldn't have to have another job as well well he might have believed that but he did have other jobs he was a teacher of poetry among other things, he was an editor as well. But I, so I think this poem sort of shows that tension really, really well. There's the dailiness of being someone who doesn't have an office job, but then there are these external markers of success and attainment that are kind of encroaching on the speaker, threatening to potentially overtake them. But at the end, he draws a line under it all and says, not enough. So I hope I've been able to make some sense of that poem for you, or if I haven't made sense of it, at least drawn your attention to what I think is an amazing poem. Maybe it's one that doesn't need to be made sense of. Maybe it's much better to have it just sitting there being strange and compelling. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks to everyone who's given me such great feedback on the podcast so far. It really means a lot. You can find me on Twitter at Poetry Says if you've got other interpretations of Ted Berrigan or any of the other poems that I've talked about so far, do let me know. And of course, you can find me online at poetrysays.com. <laughs>